Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight-talking, no-fluff, business and high-performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work, and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit-rich, efficient, and allows you to generate real tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelm and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey, hey, bold leaders. Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Tara Newman, and I am going to be your favorite rogue podcaster today. That's it. I am going rogue. The episode that I intended to record today, just my podcaster senses, my coach Spidey senses are telling me that it's not the actual podcast that you need to hear right now. Because in the last week, I've spoken to small business owners who feel lonely, like they're behind, and unsure about their success. It sounds like I should be further along by now. I'm exhausted and need to make a dramatic change in my business, but it feels like quitting. I can see that my P&L says I'm profitable, but I don't feel successful. I need to be able to take a real vacation where I turn everything off, but things feel so 24-7, 365. And I get it because this has been a year where I've worked less than ever before. And for months, I've wondered, where did that ambitious, driven woman go? Why do things feel like a slog right now? Should I close the business? What do I actually want? And in this year of transition for me, in this year that feels like a slog, in this year that I've questioned whether or not I should keep the business open and what I actually want, I realized I'm still hungry, but I have no appetite for the things I used to do. I still desire, I have a why, but the how has been what I've wanted to change. And I think how I'm feeling really lines up to these conversations I've been having this week. And I just wanted to take you behind the scenes a little bit of, you know, maybe a journaling exercise here and sharing vulnerably and honestly and hoping that maybe this lands and resonates with even one or two of you, right? So I realized I'm still hungry, but I have no appetite for the things that I used to. Because for 30 years, I have had my foot on the gas, pedal to the metal, lead-footed. I've worked since I was 15 while going to school full-time. And I'm, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Right? But I have not given myself a real break. And I think that is so common with high achievers, with the Protestant work ethic that we have in this country, the narrative, the roots of, you know, where this is all coming from. And when I think back, you know, I've worked since I was 15. I had a three-month reprieve before returning to work after having kids. P.S., that three months' worth of work got completed before going out on leave, and they still prorated my raise and my bonus. Thank you very much. 
no thanks. I worked through chronic health issues, family crises, and other high-stress moments in my life, like so many of us, like so many of you. And that didn't stop when I started this business. Even though I started this business to heal from burnout, even though I started this business to do it differently, even though I started this business to give me more time and schedule freedom, and I was able to heal from burnout through starting this business, and I was able to slow down at times, but the very nature of starting and growing a business takes effort. Success in business comes through continuing to put that one foot in front of the other. And how we put that one foot in front of the other matters. Are we racing? Are we running as fast as we can? Are we walking? Are we jogging? The work and the pace actually intensified when I left my job because now the buck stops with me. Also, I had a really big team and a really high-performing team when I worked in corporate, right? And in a small business, you often have a set of contractors that aren't fully dedicated to you, and you are really the one who has to be very present to how things are happening. You might be feeling the same way right now. And if so, you're absolutely not alone. And this was really the whole point of this podcast was to tell you you're not alone because that was one of the insights my clients had this week where he said, you know, it's good to hear, it's good to know that I'm not alone. As a matter of fact, when I started my first blog, actually, excuse me, it was my second blog in 2012, my sole purpose for starting that blog It was right after we went bankrupt and we had a failed business. It was so that other people didn't feel alone in their everyday challenges, their normal everyday challenges that they weren't seeing. Even back in 2012, they were seeing a very curated feed. They weren't seeing this represented on the internet or social media, and it was increasing their feelings of loneliness. So when I started this conversation today on this show, I highlighted those conversations that I've been having with my clients this week. And you likely hear yourself in those statements. I hear myself in those statements. I'm not immune to feeling lonely in business, to feeling like I'm behind, to feeling like my success isn't good enough, to comparing myself to others that I see specifically on social media. I don't have this phenomenon in my life when it's in the real world. And I hate to really make that distinction, but you know, in this offline actual world where I can touch and feel and have multidimensional relationships and conversations with people, I don't feel that. And my clients who have businesses online versus my clients who don't have businesses online, there is a dramatic difference in their comparison, their self-perception, their levels of confidence and imposter syndrome. The ones who don't go online, because I do have clients who never, ever go online, they just, it's not a part of their life, it's not a part of their business, they have greater self-confidence, they have less comparison, The conversations we have are more related to 
how do I say this? They're less about debunking what they're seeing online and just more about doing the work that needs to be done. And neither is good or bad. That's just the way it is. And that's like a trade-off you make. If you're going to be primarily sourcing your information and your learning and your engagement online, these are the things we have to deal with. And if you're not, then we deal with different things. So as I've stepped back from commitments this year and worked less, I've sat with the discomfort of still having strong desires, but no longer willing to do the things the way they've always been done. I've silently wondered, am I quiet quitting my business? But that didn't sit right with me because that's not exactly what I felt or the intention, even though I did feel like, you know, there's something going on here that I'm not giving voice to, so it is quiet, but it's not quiet quitting. It started to have me question my ambition. I questioned why the word ambition was even the word I was latching onto in the moment that I was in. I realized that forces outside myself were perceived as the great arbiter of where I fell on that ambition scale. So I did what I've always do when I'm in these situations because words, my friends, have both connotation and denotation. That They have the actual definition, the denotation, and then they have the meaning we give them, connotation. And I really... You know, if you're ever into like, what's an area that I can look to personally develop in myself? It's getting clear on what words mean versus the meaning you're giving them. So ambition, as per the dictionary, a strong desire to do or to achieve something, typically requiring determination and hard work. For example, her ambition was to become a pilot And they have synonyms, purpose, intent, aim, objective. Nowhere does it define ambition as a dollar amount or a specific number or comparison to another person's perceived success or an in vogue lifestyle as defined by the latest influencer aesthetic. Your value as a human being is not yoked to any of those things. It's not yoked to a specific financial achievement or a specific ambition or a perception of success. You get to define and measure success by your own standards. And as we take the last few sips of the year, you're likely considering your direction for next year. By default, your brain goes to growth, making it your best year yet, Maybe you want to crush it or have a breakthrough, breakout year. And I love being excited and using those phrases to really get myself excited for what's coming. We should all be excited for what's possible for us in the new year. Because that's where we go as human beings, both towards the excitement and the hype and the possibility, but also we get sucked in to what other people deem as ambitious or worthy or impactful or successful. It's the end of the year playbook on the internet. 
But you get to define, I'm going to remind you, you get to define what success looks like for you. You're in control of your purpose, of your objectives, of your aim. Ambition as you see it portrayed in the world is mythical. It's mythical. But you're the one who actually decides what you want, who you want to become, what you want to be, do, and have. Let me give you some examples. Maybe you're going to have a transitional year like I did this year. In that case, your objective will be preserving cash. You want to be able to get through your transitional year and still have cash in the bank at the end. You're going to have to make some serious decisions in order to do that. And they might not look the way you think that they're going to look, and you're going to have to have patience and be open-minded. Maybe you want to work less. In that case, your goal is to identify that sweet spot between revenue, work hours, and reducing operating expenses so you can still be profitable. It's going to take some hard conversations. It's going to take some trade-offs maybe at home and with your personal goals and your, your financial planning. Maybe you want to stabilize the business after a growth period. Then your goal would be to maintain the same revenue, but to make achieving that revenue so much easier. Maybe you want to focus on profit and make the same amount of revenue but do it more profitably. Maybe you're tired and have no idea what you want. In that case, your aim is to just pay the bills. Just paying the bills is actually the number one measure for success in any business. In a world that wants you to demonstrate your success and essentially your worthiness with extravagant items, so you can be externally validated, that's not actually success. Know that putting food on the table and providing for your family's needs is the baseline level of success for any business owner, right? Any business owner who is looking to earn income independent of an employer. Now, that's not what, say, Elon is doing right? That's not what an entrepreneur who's innovating maybe in the tech space in an app is going to do. But small business owners are pretty much defined by their desire to earn income independent of an employer. That doesn't mean they're looking to be rich and famous. That doesn't even mean they're looking to be well-known. They're looking to earn income and have more control over their schedule. And in that case, putting food on the table, providing for your family is the ultimate gauge of success. If you want to go for more, once you've met those basic needs, that baseline of success, go for more. Nobody's looking to hold you back. But perhaps the best question to ask yourself as we roll out of this year is how can I lower pressure and expectations? Not what would an ambitious person do or decide right now.
As always, I'm wishing you peace of mind and prosperity. Take good care. See you on the next show. If you've found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind.